This week on the Iowa Watch Connection. Then pretty soon we had excavation and defrocking all the trees, and it was the beginning of the end here. Mining activities produce needed materials, but the process may have a cost. You know, I've had sand on my car. I've had sand in various things on my deck. A byproduct known as silica dust has been tied to health problems. The whole issue with any kind of atmospheric pollutant is accumulated exposure to it, you know, to the point where you're developing some sort of a health symptom. The health risks tied to Iowa mines. Our topic this week. The Iowa Watch Connection is presented by the Iowa Center for Public Affairs Journalism. Online at iowawatch.org. Here is Jeff Stein. It's been around for about 30 years now, hydraulic fracturing or fracking. Enough time so the ancillary impact of the process can more fully be seen. And it's led some to believe there are serious health implications for citizens. Iowa Watch reporter Emily Heinem is a University of Dubuque student who has our report. Jim and Kathy Catchell moved into their home south of Bagley, Wisconsin in 2008. The place appealed to the Catchells, who were retired teachers. Their home was at a high point overlooking the Mississippi River, and they could look across the river and see the bluffs of scenic Clayton County, Iowa. Kathy Catchell said that she knew a silica sand mine had been built across the river inside those bluffs. Well, we, we bought the property in 2001, and we knew that there had been um, excavation underneath the bluff in front of us and that they had used it for um, storing grain and for supplies during World War II, and that was kind of a depot with the underground storage mm -hmm. kind of thing, and that we knew there was highways and stuff underneath it. So, But it was not anything you could see. There's obviously from where, you know, uh, a, a depot where they, you know, bring in the barges and that kind of thing. But that, you know, that's... It's a working river. That's just fine. The view changed, though. The wooded hillsides gave way to terrace layers of limestone used by trucks at the Pattison Sand Mine of Clayton, Iowa. Pattison mines about 750 acres, most of it underground, for silica sand, which comes in tiny particles of quartz that are useful in the controversial practice of fracking elsewhere in the country. The sand only exists in Iowa, in Clayton, Winnesheek, and Alamakee counties, in Iowa's far northeast corner. It is also in the far southeast corner of Minnesota and in the southwest Wisconsin region. And then in 2008, we were sitting here and we were having breakfast, like I said, and I saw this smoke coming off the, the bluff, and it, you know, I was like, it was good weather. It wasn't like there was a lightning strike or anything, and it was in the middle of, it was just in the middle. And then they just kept burning and burning over the course mm -hmm. of several months, and then pretty soon we had excavation and defrocking all the trees, and it was the beginning of the end here. The mine is an economic driver for Clayton, a river town of less than 50 people, and the county that bears the same name. But it has also produced controversy for a variety of reasons. They include removing the wooded hilly landscape for mining, spilling sand while trucks and trains go through the nearby towns of McGregor and Marquette, and sending tiny sand particles into the air that people breathe. The Catchells say that they have had to clean dust from their home and wonder what other impact, notably to their health, that the dust is having on them. Other residents, but also environmental researchers, wonder about the health impact too. 
Fracking and the frac sand mining that helps drive it only appeared on the national stage in the last 30 years, so long-term data aren't available to help with their concern. You know, I've had sand on my car. I've had um, uh, sand in various things on my deck. That's Pat Popple of Chippewa Falls, Wisconsin. At 79, she's known for her opposition to business practices at the Superior Silica Sands, which is about 25 miles from Chippewa Falls. You know, after a rain, for example, you can see these fine particulates. And the railroad track goes about a block and a half, a block and a half away from my home. So all of the mining that, or all of the processing that's going on there, and there's a transload station, all the mining that's going on to the north comes down this way, so it all goes past on that railroad track about a mile, or about a block and a half away. Um, so. The city of Chippewa Falls has been greatly impacted by the mine, although or all the processing plant. Silica-rich sand is a key ingredient in hydraulic fracturing, or fracking, acting as a structural support for water and chemicals pumped into the natural shale reservoirs to stimulate the production of natural gas. But silica sand mining produces silica dust, and prolonged exposure to its tiny particles can scar lung tissue, resulting in irreversible and sometimes fatal respiratory damage. The American Lung Association says about 2 million U.S. workers remain potentially exposed to occupational silica. But disagreement exists over the risk of exposure to people living in frac sand mining areas. Patrick O'Shaughnessy, co-author of a University of Iowa Occupational and Environmental Health Department study in 2015 for the advocacy group Preserve Trumpelow County, said residents near sand mines in southwest Wisconsin didn't show adverse health symptoms associated with silica dust. Hard to generalize, but because, um, you know, I think what we found was a, uh, a variation in, in potential exposures. In general, they were low. Yeah, so, I mean, that's the general statement. Then, you know, we had anecdotal evidence of people saying, well, why, you know, there's dust on my windowsills, and there were my truck got covered with a fine coating of sand last night or something like that. So we, you know, also recognize that there's, more than likely occasions of high wind, for example, that scarf the um, all across these sand piles, you know, push the sand up into the atmosphere, drop it down someone nearby, um, but is very, you know, kind of a, on a occasion by occasion basis. And um, the, uh, you know, the the whole issue with any kind of atmospheric pollutant is accumulated exposure to it, you know, to the point where you're developing some sort of a health symptom. So obviously you can get that super high exposures over a short time or potentially long-term exposures um, at lower levels can cause effects as well. And, you know, our ultimate conclusions were that these sand mines in total for anyone nearby or whatever weren't giving them that the kind of exposure that they would need uh, I shouldn't say need but what that would require them to uh, start having some sort of uh, adverse health symptoms associated with it. O'Shaughnessy and the University of Iowa researchers sampled 17 homes over 48 hours within one half mile of active sand mining in Trempolo County. While they found all silica samples to be well below the value of concern Environmental events, such as high winds, can concentrate dust, the researchers concluded. 
O'Shaughnessy presented his research at a 2016 community meeting by Patterson. There certainly was community-level effects on, with these mines in Wisconsin. Now, you know, again, I don't know about the Patterson thing, but it was enough people that showed up to that talk I gave that, um, you know, obviously a lot of interest from the community. Of course, they're interested in their health, but um, there's also, you know, different societal effects like just in the case of these mines, a massive amount of truck traffic on backcountry roads that never mm-hmm. had a lot of truck traffic before because they were bombing up and down between the mines and the processing plant. You know, and then, you know, just the, the quality in terms of uh, having a nice view out your back door that's no longer there because they lopped the top of the hill off. Pattison is following several recommendations made to protect health for those exposed at work at the mine and living nearby. Jackie Lee, a marketing spokeswoman and company representative for Pattison Sand, told us in an email. Lee declined to be interviewed in person, but wrote that Pattison takes the health and safety of its workers and neighbors seriously and has invested in technology and equipment to keep exposure levels well below approved levels. Public health researchers disagree on the impact the dust has had on the long-term health of residents living in or near silica sand mining communities. We'll hear more on that from reporter Emily Heinem in our next segment when the Iowa Watch Connection continues. And today's report is supported by funding from the University of Northern Iowa Science in the Media Project, a collaboration with the UNI Communication Studies Department and Iowa Watch to produce science-related reporting and to train student journalists to do this kind of reporting in depth. Iowa Watch selected the topic for this report and had full editorial control over its contents. You can learn more at scienceinthemedia.org. Support for the Iowa Watch Connection comes from the Iowa Insurance Division's Iowa Fraud Fighters Program. This statewide initiative educates Iowans on how to double check before they invest and shield their savings from scammers. Thousands of Iowans have attended fraud fighter forums across the state to learn about new scams circulating in their area and how to stay a step ahead of fraudsters. Learn how to fight fraud and why it is important to report scams at iowafraudfighters.gov. The Iowa Watch Connection radio program is part of a statewide audience engagement project organized by the Iowa Center for Public Affairs Journalism, an independent, nonprofit, nonpartisan news organization. The center is dedicated to producing high-quality investigative and community affairs journalism in Iowa, while also training journalism students to do this work at a high ethical level. The center is found online at iowawatch.org. Welcome back to the Iowa Watch Connection. I'm Jeff Stein. More of our report now on the possible health impacts of silica sand dust. Here again is Iowa Watch reporter Emily Heinem. Disagreement remains about the health impacts of being near silica sand. A University of Wisconsin-Eau Claire study in the same area of Wisconsin the Iowa research looked at said they found significant air pollution from frac sand mining facilities. 
Crispin Pierce, a University of Wisconsin-Eau Claire associate professor of nursing, said his research shows that sand mining facilities add significant particulate matter pollution to the air. We did some of the initial similar work that Patrick did in looking at the composition of the, the particulates. I call it dust because people don't kind of understand dust. And, and we found levels of, of silica, the crystalline silica, the most dangerous kind, of, in the ballpark of 8 to 13 percent. The dangerous particles Pierce found are microscopic, measuring PM 2.5 or smaller. To help you understand what that means, PM stands for particulate matter. One strand of human hair is approximately PM 70. Our perspective is what's most important is to look at the total PM 2.5. If, if we can speciate silica, that's great. It's just that it's a lot more difficult and time-consuming and costly. So it looks like it, my take-home message in the papers we're writing is that if we can control PM 2.5, then we're likely to control the silica risk. Pierce said in a 2014 presentation on his research that microscopic particles can cause cardiovascular disease, lung disease, and lung cancer. Research he's doing in the Eau Claire area compared the Environmental Protection Agency's standards for air quality, called the National Ambient Air Quality Standards, to specific monitoring sites near frac sand mining facilities. One monitoring site in New Auburn, Wisconsin, had levels that were almost twice the EPA's allowable standard, he said. Our next step now, we're actually beginning to install uh, uh, monitors at folks' homes, uh, businesses, places that are right near frac sand sites. They're not FRM monitors, so not EPA approved, but they are being studied both by the DNR and by the state of California and seem to be uh, provide some reliability. We make some corrections. The reason that these new degree, this new generation of monitors are valuable is they give instant data. Disparity exists between Iowa and Wisconsin Eau Claire results because the Iowa researchers focused on crystalline silica and Pierce included all microscopic dust in his study. For Pierce, it boils down to this. Is all microscopic dust or just the crystalline silica mixed in the dust closer to a known dangerous level? If there was any regulation that could come from your research, what would you like to see? Well, it, it turns out we had worked with State Senator Kathleen Weinhout a couple of years ago, and she had sponsored a bill that would require monitoring. I think that that's really the best way to go. Yeah, the um, silica monitoring or the, the 2.5, PM 2.5 monitoring? Again, because I think that PM 2.5 is more likely to be violated, and uh, if we can control that, we likely control the silica risk. I think, and it's it's cheaper and it's easier, and as I've mentioned, um, you can do some of that in real time. The disagreement among researchers has some residents living near the mines and silica sand processing facilities wanting more study into potential health effects of the nearby mining enterprises. And why the possible health risks concern a lot of neighbors critical of the sand mines, another matter comes into play, Kathy Catchell told us. Property value when the Catchells are ready to sell their spot on the hill. And you know what, it's only money and I love it here, but I hate the mines. I'm Emily Heinem for the Iowa Watch Connection. The executive director and editor of Iowa Watch, Lyle Muller, discussed the story with reporter Emily Heinem on March 20th of this year. Where did you come up with this idea? What interested you in doing this story? Well, I just moved from Prairie du Chien, Wisconsin, which is 
in part um, in the boom of the frac sand mining industry where where we are finding issues with the silica sand. So um, when I lived up there, there was um, lots of talk about silica sand and the Pattison Mine Company, which operates out of Clayton, Iowa, that's right across the river from Prairie du Chien, um, was one of the biggest employers in the area. So a lot of my um, friends and acquaintances work for Pattison, and um, from there I was able to um, realize that some of the health, health issues that were going on in the community, and I wanted to explore that a little farther to see um, what issues could arise when exposure was prolonged. And what were you able to find out? Anything conclusive? Well, most of the data show that um, there's a lot more research left to do. So I interviewed two um, major researchers that were looking into silica dust. And what the problem is with that, basically it's um, like little sharp shards um, that are microscopic, you can't see them with the naked eye, that can lodge themselves into the lung tissue and scar um, the, the very interior of the lung. And so prolonged exposure um, can really do some damage. So it can cause silicosis. It's also carcinogenic, so um, cancer-causing. And um, basically, I found that um, there's some disagreement about if there's a risk to community members or not. It's known that it's a it's a health risk for the employees, and so they have personal protective equipment to help um, protect themselves. But when it's um, exposed in the air and when it's dislodged from an explosion, which happens regularly at these plants, um, there are issues with um, the surrounding community members um, breathing that air in. And basically they're looking at the concentration of that. Is there enough silica in that to do damage in the lungs of community members? And um, I had one researcher that showed that... Um, there was not any issue at all. And then another researcher that said that pollution um, was much higher in these areas. And by pollution, I mean very small particulate matter um, that is in the air that could get into the lungs of community members. So there's a lot more research left to do um, about how damaging it is. As you were doing this report, what were some of the things that sort of changed your thinking from when you started with the story? Did you run into twists or turns during this research? Yeah, when I first learned about silicosis as a risk, I thought that there would be more established research in the matter, and I thought that um, it had already been thoroughly explored um, and written about and published. What I'm finding is that there's a lot less research than I originally anticipated and a lot more room for people to discover um, more about this danger to the community. So I found that, um, that the, yeah, the community um, is divided about how they feel about it. And even though, even though it's a risk, there's still such, such an economic part of the community, um, this sand mine industry, that um, people aren't as concerned as I thought they'd be about it. And then let's talk a little bit about the process of doing the journalism because this was part of an, uh, an educational experience for you as well. 
What types of things did you learn about in-depth journalism as you were doing the project? It takes a lot of work. There's a lot of sources that need to be uncovered, and um, a lot of what I'm finding is corroboration that um, you might be able to talk to one person, but you have to be able to back that up a lot more than I originally anticipated. So it's a good learning process to be able to um, dig in deep and be confident in what you're writing, um, to be able to look past um, the original source and be able to dig deep and, um, and to be able to corroborate everything that you're writing. Did you run into any roadblocks trying to interview people? Certainly, yeah. I found that especially in a controversial topic like this, in such an um, economically important piece of the community, that people don't like to get into it too much. So I found that a lot of people could talk off the record, and as soon as I asked for their names, they didn't want to communicate. Have you enjoyed the project? Yeah, it's been bigger than I thought it was going to be um, because I think it's very important. It's a lot more political than I thought it was going to be. And so that's gotten me out of my comfort zone, for sure, to be able to um, try to open people up and get them to communicate. That's been a challenge. But the the writing portion um, and being able to feel confident in my learning, especially, has been very important, and, and I feel much more knowledgeable um, about the community where I lived. What do you hope people get from this? Yeah, I hope people understand the importance of um, the research that's being done now and that there is um, a lot of room left to look. So I hope people start to get interested in this, even though my story doesn't cover the full depth of silicosis in general. I hope people start looking into issues of their health in the communities where they are. This certainly isn't the only one and certainly isn't the only community health issue. So I hope people just find ways to address their own health issues and kind of take take responsibility for looking into their health. Emily, thank you. Thank you very much. Reporter Emily Heinem, a student at the University of Dubuque, and Lyle Muller, Executive Director of Iowa Watch. And that brings us to the close of this week's program. We're back again next week at this same time. I'm Jeff Stein. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you'll make the Iowa Watch Connection again next week. The Iowa Watch Connection is a copyrighted presentation of the Iowa Center for Public Affairs Journalism, which is solely responsible for its content. For more information about the center, including how you can contribute so high-quality investigative and community affairs journalism and student training can continue, go online, iowawatch.org.